just want to encourage you, if your pastor is silent, not leading right so now, good. echo what has done, what he's done in the past until he catches his breath again, because what you leading and echoing what built the church could be the very thing to give your pastor his second wind. This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we are on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now, let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle. From the second chair for the second chair. Welcome to the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brian. I'm one of the team members here at Leading Second. I'm so glad that you've joined us and I'm excited to share this episode with you. To get the most out of it, I'd encourage you to download our episode guide from today's conversation. This resource is available for you to help maximize the content in this episode. Use it with your team to jumpstart conversation or use it for your own personal growth. You can find it at our website, leadingsecond.com slash podcast. Before we jump into the episode, we are excited to announce Leading Second Camp 2023. This is your invitation to our flagship annual gathering for the Leading Second Tribe. This year finds Leading Second Camp in two incredible cities, Salt Lake City, Utah and Calgary, Alberta. Consider this your personal summit with God to be renewed, realigned and equipped for your vital role in church life. At camp, you'll experience a curated conference-style event in an intimate setting surrounded by your peers and ministry, and we hope to see you there. It's time to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. In 2023, the journey continues. The Leading Second Tribe gathers again. One dynamic event, two cities, two nations, all for Jesus. Calling all church builders, executive pastors, campus pastors, lead team members for inspiration, for impartation, that we may be found faithful. You're invited to be in the room for Leading Second Camp 2023, February 22nd and 23rd, Salt Lake City, Utah, March 8th, Calgary, Alberta, featuring Brandon and Lindsay Stewart and Larry Bry. Registration opens October 6th, 2022. Spots are limited. For more information, visit leadingsecondcamp.com. We look forward to seeing you in Salt Lake City and Calgary. For today's interview, we are honored to welcome pastors Earl and Onika McClellan to the podcast. They are the founders and senior pastors of Shoreline City Church, and Brandon sits down to talk with them about finding our identity in Christ and how we can walk alongside our pastors. So let's just jump right into this conversation. Well, pastors Earl and Anika, so excited and honored uh, to have you back on the Leading Second podcast. Welcome back. Glad you're here. We're excited hey! to be back. Thank you so much Good for having us. Good to see you us. and be together. Yes, we cannot wait to connect Absolutely. with all the leaders and connect with you. We're honored. I love you all so much. Um, and I have I am like this silent stalker fan of everything going on in your world, both your your family, your story is 
beautiful as a family and your church story in church family is, is beautiful and amazing. Um, I just wanted to give honor where honor is due today. Just let you know, we love and respect you. We respect oh, the work kind. that God is doing through you. You are such, you're so unique and such needed leaders um, mm. in our generation today in the North American church and beyond. So thank you both. And I just, Honor you, love you. Oh, you're, well, you're kind to we say that. love you and Lindsay yeah, so much. You guys are amazing. You have been part of our day one. Come on, I remember when y'all would take visits and meet with us, meet with our team, yep. coach us, speak into the soil of our church. So I feel like you're a huge part of any fruit that we're experiencing That's at so Shoreline cool. City. No doubt, your, your um, wisdom was in those early wet cement days, and mm, yep. it's just beautiful to see the fruits of all, all the things, fruit of all of that. Yep. So thank all the you. things you had learned over the years, you know being uh, with the Geralds and learning and, you know, gleaning from them and then what you learn from churches all around. And you had the audacity to come and sit in with our, you know, little church and we're trying to figure things out and bring correction. There's probably like 150 people, maybe, if that, at the time. And encouragement. And we're so, so But we applied everything that you talked to us about. Some significant shit. Here we are 10 years later. We still in this. Let's go. (laughs) Still doing it. COVID's still leading. (laughs) We ain't quitting. We ain't quitting. We've thought thought about about it. it. But we're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's real talk right there. That's real talk. Y- y'all oh, yeah. made it. Hey, we we love you. It's encouraging too. I was looking at my schedule coming up this fall and going to several new young church plants again this fall. Awesome. Just so amazing what God can do in yep. in the early days when 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 a team comes together. Um yep. totally in, agree. in the in the right way. So I love you guys and what we want to do today on this conversation is uh, we want to have a conversation about the first chair, yeah. if that's okay. That This yeah. season, mm-hmm. we've been talking out of this idea from the second chair for the second chair. We've, mm-hmm. I feel like, had some of the best uh, second chair uh, voices in the nation on our podcast yeah. this year. So happy about that. But yet, there is no more consequential relationship that exists in ministry, in my opinion, than the relationship between the first chair and the second chair. And when when that relationship works, there is health that flows in the church. There is alignment that flows in the church. And when that relationship doesn't work, we all know it breaks yeah. down in ways that are seen and unseen. And so we're yeah. just going after this idea today that the better our relationship is the more aligned and healthier our teams are going to be. And so we just want you to talk out of the first chair. Tell us what you think. We are dying to know <laughs> what what was on the mind of our pastors. Um, well, Onika, uh, you want to get into Onika's brain for sure, because she's a smarter one no. out of the two of us, hands down. And uh, it's been beautiful to watch her continue to step into all the gifts and talents and ability that, that she has. I, I've been blown away at who she was when we started. And, and I already knew she was amazing then. And then who she is now, it's just like, she's Beautiful. Jesus, of course, is a center. She's a secret sauce. So I'm just going to sit here and go, Stop it. yes, ma'am, and Not preach true. it and all Not of that. True. Because uh, she's, she's really, really got so much great stuff to share. But Brandon, honestly, as you were talking, and you didn't really ask a, a total question, but this is something that pops into my mind first and foremost. I did want to say this. Yeah. Um, one of the really things that helps us is to make sure any second chair person does not find their identity in the second chair. Yeah. 
Mm. It's when they begin to find their identity in that role that it can make it difficult for us to be able to bring other people into the space the way we would like mm. to bring other people into the space. Uh, so if the church continues to grow and there's more campuses and more staff mm. and more of this and you need to bring other people in to say, hey, I've got to now offload some of what I'm giving to this one and I've got to give it to the two or I've got to give it to the three or I've got to give it to the four that the person that used to be the one it does not feel insecure. It's not that I need you less. It's really that yeah. I need you being all that I know you can be. And if I just keep giving you everything, then I don't feel like I'm going to be, it's going to be too much on my brain if you're holding everything. Because I'm wondering now, how's your family? How's your, how's your walk right. with God? Yeah. Uh, how are things going in? In your soul and I'm gonna have all this other stuff on my brain so it actually helps if that second chair person says you know what I'm here I love Jesus I love you I love the vision of this house my identity is not wrapped up in this uh like I see on uh madam uh what is it madam secretary that yeah. show that I watch honey yeah. I'm now on back going way back on Netflix I'm uh, watching this show <laughs> and they say all the time I serve at the pleasure of the president and I always so appreciate that I I, I see that and there's so many things I'm learning about church too. But I, hey, pastor, I'm here to serve. My identity is not wrapped in this. I'm not going to be complicated. You need to put somebody else in this role. I'm so committed yeah. to the vision. Yeah. I'm so committed to holding up your arms that I'm not making it about me being the one that does it. Yeah. I, I, want, I want to see the vision and the so call good. that God has on this church fulfilled. And, and that actually is a burden lifter and actually makes you want to even give more to the person. That was random, but it just so, popped into my head when you were talking. Nope. Here's what's going to happen. You took us off script, so we're going to go off script now. I love this. Uh, we're off-roading. <laughs> we're off-roading now. We're already there. Um, I want to talk to you about this. This is something I that popped on my radar the summer of 2020. Um, because something that happened to me that summer was um, I saw a bunch of, of executive-level leaders second chair leaders, whatever phrase you want to use. I saw a bunch go AWOL that summer, mm -hmm. um, misaligned with their path. Just you know, the, the pressure of that season, the heat yeah. of that season. Yeah, and I, so, so I, I really did some soul searching on our, our, our message on what we were bringing, how we were serving leaders. Cause I, I just want health alignment and strength in a church. Yeah. And I, and it was under attack as we all know, just in, in, in the heat mm -hmm. and pressure of seasons like that. For sure. Something that came up for me was, I started noticing that there was a pattern among leaders who had unmet needs of approval in their life. Mm. Meaning, yeah. meaning I need approval for whatever reason, their fault or not, just I'm not, not pointing mm. fingers, just there was some ache there, there was some need there. And some of the problems came up when they started looking to their pastor unnecessarily to fill that space, you know, where yeah. your, your, your pastor can and should play an important role in your life, but your pastor is not your savior. You know, yeah, Jesus sure. is your savior and it's, it's only Christ exactly. that can bring fulfillment and wholeness yes. to us. And, right. and we can't That's ever right. look yeah. to a man or a woman to... Right. to do that or they will fail us. And so exactly. maybe this isn't a question, but maybe just a talking point, like, to me, part of the, the mandate of our ministry moving forward is to help lead second chair leaders into a place of greater health on the inside. Like yeah, I've been asking yeah. this question, really how good. are you leading you? So would you mm -hmm. say, I mean, just talk from the first chair for us for a minute. Is it, 
feels to me a bit unfair that we'd look to our pastors to fill a place that maybe only Christ is supposed to fill in terms of yeah. acceptance, approval, and identity. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, that's great. I think you would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is interesting that you bring it up. And mm -hmm. it's it's a real issue, real problem. All of us probably have dealt with it in some form or fashion. I mean, for those second chair leaders who are listening to this and they have no insecurities, you know, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> but for the rest of us, we have very real yeah. insecurities yeah. that we have to deal with, wrestle with. Uh, and sometimes you show up in our marriages, they show up in our relationships yeah. with our friends, uh, they can show up in our parenting. Uh, so, you know, we're all for doing the hard work of uh, praying and journaling yeah. and going to counseling or whatever you need to do, to, you know, to wrestle through those things. Um, but, but if there is a hole in a person's heart, we all have to figure out where are we going to go to yeah. get that hole filled. Mm -hmm. exactly. And the thing that was hard for me is I didn't even know I had certain holes. Take, for instance, you know, we were on staff at a church in Austin for how long, honey? 12 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, like 12 uh -huh. years. We're on staff at a church in, in Austin. So, you know, we've been in the second chair. We have been in the meetings where we don't make the final call. Yeah. We've been in the meetings where we're like, man, we do that differently. We've been in the meetings where we're yeah. like, come on, we shared passionately. We've given the data. We've talked to the people. We smell like the sheep. Here's what we need to do. We need the budget. Come on, we got to take this step. And your pastor goes, nope not doing it and you're like what How? on the inside you feel that you might i mean we never did that you know <laughs> yelling at right, a table right. or anything like that that was yeah. not the environment we were in and never being dishonoring but just on the inside you got this angst of like yeah. what why are we not so we actually love this you know now being lead pastors because we know what our staff feels so yeah. we know when they think that they know it all but yeah. i now i know that i didn't know nothing yeah. <laughs> and i said it like that on purpose i know that was a double negative uh we did not know anything there yeah. we we thought we knew and we really did not we were not seeing the full picture now fast forward that into when we we come into being lead pastors. And Onique and I are now, you know, leading together. Yeah. And I had insecurities that I did not even know were there, Brandon, until I got into the new role. Mm -hmm. It was the new role that exposed these holes. So uh, I think it was the work of the Holy Spirit. I think it's God's grace. I think God is not just interested in growing the church, you know, at large, but I yeah. think he's also interested in growing the church micro, if you will, meaning each person, right? Developing us, shaping us exactly. into the character and the image of Jesus Christ. So yeah, we're called to lead, but yeah, he was challenging me. Earl, why is it you don't feel this? Why are you uh, hungry? Why do you not feel supported? And my wife and I had to wrestle through some significant things in the beginning of the church of me feeling like she wasn't for me, mm -hmm. but it wasn't that she wasn't for me. It was me having insecurities that I, I was looking for her to fill. So whether you are a lead pastor, whether you are a second chair yeah. person, wherever you may find yourself, you, you can, you can be, you can be thirsty. And, and this is why we see it on Instagram with some people. It can feel thirsty. Yep. Uh, you can see it in what clips people 
uh, yeah. pig. They could feel thirsty. And not that we're trying to judge everybody because we yeah. got our own things to work through. Yeah. Yeah. You just can be in a room with somebody just feel like, man, I don't know why you're sharing all these names with me. Uh, I, why, why are you dropping all, all where you've been and who, who you're with? You're just a little bit thirsty. Uh, so for, for, for every second cheerleader, for me, for every one of us, we're saying, God, I don't want to have any other validation other than the cross. Get me to that place. Get me to the place where it's enough that you called me, that it's enough that you know me by name, that it's enough that I'm your son or I'm your daughter. And it's a fight to get there, but it's worth the fight. And when our team is doing that, it makes it easier for us to be able to lead and serve because I don't have to manage around your holes as much because you're filling them with God's presence and his call on your life. That's so good. I was just going to say, just kind of tagging off of that and staying within this context. I know for me, as we lead this church together, something that's so important to me is mirroring. I think when I think about a healthy second chair, it's a second chair that can mirror our heart, mirror our same passion, mirror the picture that we see for the future of the church. I think some second chairs find their identity in having like a striped or polka dot jersey instead of a matching jersey as their senior pastor because they want to know of like, I'm a little bit rougher. I'm going to shoot it to you straight because the pastor will give it to you. He'll give it to you softer, but I'm just going to let you know how it really is. And I'm going to find my identity in being a little bit different, a little bit edgier and a little bit fresher than um, our lead pastor. And I think that it's so important so that the vision does not get diluted so that we can make it on earth as it is in heaven in our different churches for us to mirror as close as possible the heart of our pastor and not to find our identity and our worth in being different and um, on purpose. Does that make sense? Like finding your worth in trying to say things different than your pastor would say it so that then you win some type of praise for yourself to fill some vacancy or hole Mm -hmm. instead of focusing focusing on what's the heart of our pastor, what's Jesus saying through him, and let me help execute that. That's really, really good. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, said so well. And to me, Mm. like how I've always said it to leaders is now that I'm, you know, 21 years in on team and, you know, have a very high level of trust with my pastor, I absolutely get to be unique. I have I have a yeah. unique contribution I get that to part. make that that, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. unlike everybody yeah. else. So I actually am in the season where I get to bring me and get to bring a uniqueness. That's standing on about 15 to 17 exactly. years of losing yeah. me in the bigger picture and what so yeah. I I think uniqueness, you know this this UBU you know yeah. culture that we live in to me, like your uniqueness will get pulled out in time, but it's going to yep, come after submission and alignment. Yep, and Jesus said, you'll find your life when you lose yep. it. You know, I, yep. I, I take a lot of hope in that now. Maybe, maybe my, you know, couple decades of doing that can give somebody hope <laughs> that it, it'll happen, exactly. but it just needs to happen yep. in the right order. It needs to happen and- at the right time. And that can't be the idol or the win. No, um, no. In our context, the the people that I put the most 
kind of wait on and that I trust the most are the people that have kind of our language and our vocabulary and our heart down. Mm -hmm. Because once you have like the language, like if you go to another country and you learn a language, um, I feel like we have a specific way and Mm -hmm. heart that we approach things. But once you master the vocabulary and you're fluent in the vocabulary of the heart of this house, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, make new words that I didn't even know existed. But first you have to understand our alphabet, the words that are important to us. Once that you're fluent in that, then you can create all kinds of new words that we've never even heard before. Mm -hmm. But I think young leaders and newer leaders want to come in with their like fresh take on everything, (laughs) but they don't even know the syllables, the pronunciation, the heart, the origin. They don't Mm -hmm. know it in context. And then we have Tower of Babel in our churches because we have leaders Mm -hmm. that first aren't learning the um, cadence, the heart, Mm -hmm. all the formative words. And then they're just making up these languages that are competing with the heart of the house. Dang, that's so Tower good. of yeah. Babel in the Babel. church. I never heard that. Right. <laughs> I know. That was so good. That's actually a beautiful picture, too. And to Onika's point, so many people are trying to find their identity nowadays. And like, with their oh, fresh this language. Is who I and am. they're like fresh take on things and their little, the way they roll their whatever in their sentences when it comes to the heart of their house. And it's like, they haven't even learned the like yeah. basic pronunciation. Like, our daughter is seven. We have a seven year little girl. Mm-hmm. And she has these sight words to help her with her vocabulary, to help her with pronunciation mm-hmm. and reading. And she loves to just play and do all types yep. of activities. <laughs> sight words are not first on her heart. And so, meaning it's not a passion of hers. Um, we, but Earl had the idea of taking all of her sight words and placing them all over her room. And they're taped everywhere on the walls because he wants her to understand and understand how to formulate sentences well, understand sentence structure, and just be immersed in vocabulary. And I feel like, team, that that's what we need to do first is be immersed yeah. in the vocabulary. We'll tape it everywhere. Love, yes, tape it everywhere. Love the vocabulary. Know how to say it with your eyes closed before we find our passion in creating this new vocabulary. I, mm. well, I want to so tag good. off of that, too, because uh, sometimes people will come in and they'll, again, to your point, want to have their own language, yep. which we're all for everybody being who God has called them to be. We're yeah. not talking about robots. You know, we're not talking about cookie cutter. You know, we yeah. want everybody to be who they've been called exactly. to be. But if God was asking you to create your own language and your own vocabulary, then go ahead and do that in the church that you lead. But if he did not call you to lead this place, then that means you have to come and get in alignment with what he has called you to be a part of. And if that means you have to let go of some things in order to obey the thing he called you to do, then let's go ahead and do that. The Obviously, the biblical example, which is kind of crazy, would be Abraham. Yes, God gave you this son, but then God says, I want to make sure this son that I've given you is not on the throne of your heart. I need to be on the throne of your heart. So actually, two people were going up on that mountain to die, as the A.W. Tozier puts it. It was Abraham and Isaac. And I think God is doing that with leaders as well. It's like, oh, my God, these gifts. I got these talents. And then he puts you on a team, and it's almost like you can't even use all the gifts and talents that he's given you just yet. It's like those got on the altar. Your pride is on the altar. Your ego's on the altar. Your identity's on the altar. But all of that is a part of the development and the growth that God God has for us as his sons and daughters. The same thing he was doing with me as a lead pastor is the same thing that he's doing with the staff people because in in his 
the, the kingdom world, we're really, you know, sons and daughters, right? You know, at the, at, at the foot of the cross, we're all the same. But when it comes to now the leadership within this local church setting, I'm asking you to be in alignment with who God called you to be. And if you feel like you're a leader of thousands, then you will be a leader of thousands. But right now, I need you to lead these 50s. Yeah. And I just need you to lead it with the language, with the heart, with the posture, with yeah. the wording, with the spirit, with the humility. Yeah with which we have in this church. And when you do that well, I think God will open up the doors. What second chair people need to know is we, no lead pastor can trump what God wants to do in your life. Exactly. I believe that God is going to fulfill the yep. plans and purposes that yep. he wants to fulfill in your life. So don't feel, oh my gosh, I'm missing it. Oh, we were on staff again, 12 years. Yep. You know how, many, how many times people were telling uh, me, us, oh, if you had your own church, yep. and we'll get into that another time about when people try to create. Gas you up. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> create division unintentionally. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt unintentionally. But oh, I can't wait for you to lead your own church. I love it when you speak. Oh, I love it when you preach. Oh, it's so good. And, and, and all of that for 12 years, but we had no release, even no dream necessarily to go lead our own church. Yeah. God literally had to wake me up in the middle of the night with a dream, knock me upside the head to go, Hey, this is what you're supposed to do. And thankfully we had pastors that supported us and pushed and us out us. and yeah. released us. And it was beautiful. And our relationship there is so still so good. And we tried to over honor as best we could. Yeah. So again, everything is still healthy and good all these years later. Um, all, all that to say, um, uh, there is this this molding and shaping and rearranging that that the Holy Spirit's want to do in all of our lives. Yeah. It's it's one of the number one things I respect about you both is, is honestly that moment and mm -hmm. and and the fruit all these years later, the fact that your relationship is still healthy and intact. I think Very I think says everything because if you make a tree good, the fruit's good. And 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 I right, right, right. I I love that that's been the fruit of that season for you. So let me ask you this question. Let's talk about the tension because you just you just brought up a really important point. Yes, our pastors can never trump God and what he's asking mm -hmm. us to do in our lives. Yeah. And I think if 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 our pastor does trump, it means we have an unhealthy, unmet yeah. need for yeah. for approval, where which is where we got mm -hmm. off on on this topic to begin with. Yeah. So yeah. so yes, and I'm still learning that all these years later, I'm still learning to make sure that that the voice of my savior. Is, is, yeah. is first and foremost that I'm not in this Beautiful. for any man or any woman, but, but Christ yeah, yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. The yep. same token, like right alongside that is another tension though. And that's that I am fully confident that that correction and direction in my life come through the leader that God has placed over me. Mm -hmm. and And that when I follow the pace of their leading and I follow their yeses and nos along the way, um, yeah. I win, you know, and, and I, I stay healthy, but I feel like there's a tension there because, yeah, there is. and, and I just love to hear you speak about the tension. I'm okay with it being a tension. I'm okay with yeah, it, that's right. with it may, maybe feeling imperfect at times. Yeah. How, how, how have you wrestled through that tension and what have you observed about leaders wrestling through that tension that could be helpful to us? I really love that question. Um, I think it's Andy Stanley that puts it, it's not a problem to solve, but a right. tension to yeah. manage. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like that. Uh, randomly the other day, I was going through, I'm 
not randomly, I'm walking through the book of numbers right now, right? And I've actually really been enjoying it. I know uh, maybe some uh, might think it would be boring, but I've really enjoyed it. And I can't remember what chapter I'm on now. It might be numbers 33, but uh, the little heading says the stages of the journey of the children of Israel. Mm. And it walks through all the different places that they went. And it is a lot of names that, you know, I've never seen before, places I've never heard of before. And, you know, you kind of skim over it a little bit because you can't pronounce each one. But Brandon, Onika, it was a full chapter of where they went from this place to this place and this place to this place and then this place to this place. And Now, I didn't give a lot of times or how long they were at different places. You'd have to go early in the book of Numbers to know, oh, they were at that place for this long. Or, oh, this is where the water came out of the rock. Or, oh, you know, to kind of give, you know, greater depth and context. But I was watching that and I thought, reading it, and I thought, man, if this isn't a picture of life, I don't know what is. It's like, mm. you got a tent, you set it up, you get your family all ready to go. And then sometimes that cloud would move in a day, mm. the Bible would say. You have to pack everything up and trumpets wow. are sounding and you got to get the whole tent uh, put together. And then this tribe leaves first and this tribe leaves second. And you go someplace else and you're there for a month and then you set up and tear down. I mean, so shout out to set up and tear down. I mean, so here they are in the Old Testament, you know, doing all of this. I feel like all of that tension there, it was 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 teaching them the dependence on God, yeah. teaching them, uh, uh, I'm never going to leave you. I'm yeah. never going to forsake yeah. you. Teaching them, I'm for you. Teaching them, you can trust me. Teaching them, uh, I'm on your side. So I think that's the thing I would want all of us to hold on to. That if you're a second chair person, it's not just about you doing your job, but it's about what the job, if you will, the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. So good. And part of that is you learning like, oh, my goodness, wait, am I trusting the Lord here? Am I trusting my leader? Wait, you know what? Let me just go ahead. I'm going to trust my leader because this is where yeah. God has put me. I'm going to be all in right here. And if it's unhealthy, that's why you got to be around podcasts like this yep. because you're a healthy leader. Yep. Uh, you are bringing on healthy leaders. Yep. And then people can begin to hear, oh, wait, I'm being cussed out every day. I'm being disrespected. I'm being torn down. I'm, You know, you start hearing things. You go, wait, I don't know if this is the environment I ought to be in. And I recognize today we're getting really soft on things. You know, people feel like, you know, they get corrected. All of a sudden, you know, there's trauma <laughs> I know there's real trauma that happens in the world, but today it's like, dang, people, come on. That's I just not- need you to be on time. Yeah, like, Why does that turn into origin story talk? Yeah, um, but bless. But, bless. But that- <laughs> origin story That is the truth right there. So, you know, of course, we're navigating this new season, you know, as it's best we delicate, can. It's very delicate, you know, very it's delicate. very nuanced. It is. But if we can first get leaders to go, you know what? I didn't sign up for easy. I signed up to obey. Yeah. I signed up to lay my life down. Yeah. I signed up to say yes, 110%. Mm -hmm. I didn't sign up even for a paycheck. I didn't sign up to be uh, applauded. Yeah. I didn't didn't, uh, sign up to be in some green room. I didn't sign up to be the pastor's best friend. I didn't sign up fill in the blank. I signed up because Jesus called me. He changed my life from the inside out. His blood cleansed me from all of my sins. 
And I am responding to that saying, Jesus, where do you want me to be? I give my heart and my life over to you. If this is the leader you put me under, even if it's a Saul, I'm going to be as faithful as I possibly can for as long as I possibly can. And if it's time for me to transition, I'm going to email. I'm leading second podcast, you know, dot com. (laughs) And I'm going to get healthy wisdom on how I go about doing that because I'm not going to bring division to the church trying to get people on my side because it's easy for me to pit the big bad church against little old me and oh I can't believe I'm being taken advantage of yeah you're going to win on that every time but the church loses the family loses the body loses so just go ahead exit out peacefully over honor in your words leave how you need to leave and you can trust that God will tear down the things that need to be torn down and he'll expose the things that need to be exposed. You don't have to be the one, in my opinion, in most cases. It's not all cases, right? There's, you know, if there's some significant abuses, obviously we got to bring those to the authorities. Yeah. But in, in, in most scenarios, yeah. I think we we can gracefully bow out yes. and trust yes. that the Lord is going to handle his church because it's his bride ultimately. I wanted to I, say something to you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I wanted to say something um, that's just been in my heart as we've been talking, which is thinking about those um, second chair leaders that have pastors that are in a silent season and have pastors that are not in a season of like, I want to take ground. Our best days are ahead. Pastors that are not um, sharing the heart as often as kind of, I'm sensing that there's some pastors out there that are silent and they're not talking and they're not moving their church forward verbally. Mm -hmm. And I'm sensing that we have some listeners that are in that position of the church is looking to them. The staff is looking to them to be the mouthpiece of the church, but they feel lost because their pastor is not leading right now for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And what I'm feeling in my spirit is to remind you, because you're wondering, well, how can I emulate my pastor if my pastor is not doing anything right now? Mm -hmm. How can I emulate my pastor if my pastor is not in the office? How can I mirror? I I can't even mirror because there's silence right now. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do in that gap and what I feel in my spirit is for you to remember what built the church so if when your pastor pastor first built the church he was Mm -hmm. praying he was fasting he was um, reading scripture at um, staff meetings Mm -hmm. do those things you don't have to wait to do something new or wait for him to speak again Mm -hmm. echo what has been spoken in the past so if in the past we did coffees lunches and dinners with people let's do that right now Mm -hmm. if in the past we text people to say you've been on my heart how's your family let's do that now if in the past we sent meals to people when they had babies if in the past we showed up at weddings at baby showers at birthday parties do all the things that that got us to where we are today and don't stay paralyzed waiting on your pastor to speak again speak and echo the things that have built the church And out of that obedience, maybe your pastor just has nothing to say right now. Maybe they're fighting a private battle that they cannot share with you right now. Maybe they're dealing with a situation in their family or in the community that they have to deal with silently and privately, and it's taken the wind out of their sails. And so I just want to encourage you, if your pastor is silent, not leading right now, echo what has done what he's done in the past until he catches his breath again because what you leading and echoing what built the church could be the very thing to give your pastor his second wind so powerful it's going to be the greatest season of trust building you can probably mm-hmm. ever experience with your pastor yeah is is exactly. helping them carry and shoulder the pain even if you don't know what yep. it is and yep. and standing in the gap if they need to yep. turn their back for a second or yep. they need to close their mouth 
for just a second, standing yeah. in the gap. I I can't think. I think those are some of the more trust building moments I've had with my pastor. Is yeah, exactly what you're so saying. So very, very, very well said. Very well said. Let me ask you a couple more questions um, yeah. before we land this. What do you wish your team knew about what you carry as lead pastors? <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are sitting right in front of you. <laughs> Listen, no. yeah, yeah, we yeah. were uh, talking today. I was talking to Eric, honey. He's yeah. uh, one of our... Campus senior pastor. director, campus pastor, yeah. kind of people. And um, he was talking to me about you and how you're wired. Okay. And how, if you have gas, glue, and brake people, right? And you can be a mixture of all of those things. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a gas person. Uh, Onique is gas, meaning like accelerate, move forward, uh, right. make things happen. Onique is built like all gas, all gas. I've got... I got some other things, and I think you do too, obviously, in your skill set. But he's talking about how you're all gas. Yeah. And how you like to make things happen. Okay. So look at the people that you have around you Mm -hmm. that you love connecting with the most. Mm -hmm. It's those that really can speak her language so well and, and run with her. So that's a long way of saying each pastor is different because mm-hmm. not everybody is built like Onika or built like me. Some pastors are really contemplative mm-hmm. and want to move really, really slow and want to slow down on each decision and don't want to rock the boat. And they don't really want things to change all that much. They want it to feel the same, not feel the same, but like be the same thing mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Well, that's not really us, right? We like to change things up and switch things We're around. We're like the clouds moving. Yeah, it's yeah, clouds moving. Let's change a service. Back let's up. add a service. Let's go. Let's let's do a spontaneous worship night. Let's, let's not do the worship night. We're very organic yeah, around here. So very, very organic. So one of the things that I think would help us is the, the, the people on our staff team, and they are doing this, becoming students of us. Mm. Mm. What is it that makes you tick? What is it that brings you life? Mm-hmm. What is it when I do this, I can see you really lean in. What is it when I do this, I really see you, I see you lean back. What is it that I do that brings you a ton of life? What is it that I do that bring that just brings you a ton of pain and or just weariness? Mm-hmm. There were just some things you're like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Are you bringing this to me again? We have already talked about this and it like zaps the life. So Onega so, talks about yeah. this in marriage. And I think this is really good for people to do this in their, with their, with their pastors to become such a great student of them that you, you know, the things that fuels them and you know, the thing, things that deplete them. Yeah. I love that. Um, Cause we care I think I think every leader is different. But when mm-hmm. I think about us at Shoreline City, Earl and I care about every area of the church. Yeah. Like it's not our mission or goal to out to work ourselves to where we're just in an office all the time listening to worship music and writing in our journals. That's not like our end game. <laughs> and if some right. pastor wants to do that's that, no, that, that's no totally shade works. at yeah. all. Yeah, that works for them. Mm-hmm. But for us, we are like scrappy. We still think of ourselves as church planners. We still have dirt under our nails. We still walk the building and want to make sure. How does it feel when you walk into the nursery? What mm-hmm. does kids check-in feel like? We're having an event this weekend for our elementary kids. How does that feel? Are they, they're going to have fun? Yes. But what's the flow of the day? Like we care about 
the big C church mm -hmm. and making sure that the experience is amazing for the families mm -hmm. and the single people, the college students, the kids that walk into these doors. Yes. So for instance, we have baby dedication coming up this weekend. Last baby dedication, I noticed that there was a long line of families that were waiting um, to register, but there wasn't a lot of team or um, serve team around them, mm -hmm. interacting with them, inviting them to connect groups, talking about what their baby's wearing and just connecting with them. It was kind of awkward, like awkward waiting room vibes instead of life-giving mm -hmm. interchange. Mm -hmm. And so what will take the wind out of my sails is this weekend when we have baby dedications, if I don't see team and um, that are mingling mm -hmm. and loving on those families that are dedicating their babies this weekend, because I mentioned it as a gap this past weekend and it made me sad. And so I was like, this was like fresh moments to get these families engaged in community. Because that's what we love to do. If we weren't doing this other thing, we would be right there in the lobby. And I was. I ended up being camped out. I was literally yep. camped out there and I just didn't go into the auditorium. I was just loving on those families, but I was wishing there was like 10 other people that were there with me, getting phone numbers, um, making memories. So we love people. You know, that's how we are wired. We do like the lobby. So we do like connecting with people. Some pastors, they, they don't really like that. You know, we got so many friends. They don't like people. They don't and really that's okay. like people. That's a-okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what happens with music or what happens in kids, what happens with youth, it really, really matters. So you pray that the staff team is hearing that and not trying to fight against them. Yeah, you can give thoughts and ideas about, yeah. oh, why don't we add this to the church? Or well, this we, 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 get, we think this could make us even better. Sure, bring those things. But have you already leaned into the things that your pastor's really excited about? Exactly. Are you just bringing exactly. the things that you think should be better? Or have you really invested yeah. fully and seen what he or she sees in the things that are really important to them? Exactly. When you do that, then you yep. can come to me with what your other ideas are. But I'm, I'm still thinking about this other thing that I'm really passionate yeah. about. Again, for us, that's people. For us, that's are they be are they growing? For us, that's are they being covered? For yeah. us, that are they being cared for? For us, we want to make sure that the people in our church family, it's a community, it's a family. Yeah. We're connected. You're known. You're not just some random number. We want to remember the one. So if you're not doing that, if you're not dripping that, but you're trying to bring to us some font. And we love fonts. We think fonts are awesome. This is great. We, we're going to care about the details because we think fonts can communicate some things. But we only care about fonts because we care about people. That's why we do it. So if you just come to us with something that you think is cool, some aesthetic that you think we're going to like, but 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 it does not communicate the heart of we right. love Jesus, we love people, then you're totally missing it and you're not going to last long in, this, yep. in, in our environment yep. at least. Yep. Man, wouldn't you say it just comes down to listening to the whispers of your pastor. Your pastors yeah. are, they're, they're, they're going to, it's going to happen out of a meeting. It's going to happen walking down yep. the hall some moment yep. or some moment where you're in their airspace yep. and you're just going to hear a whisper. I, I'll yep. never forget one day I was walking from, I think a studio, we had recorded something, Pastor Kevin walking back toward his office with him. And he just kind of threw something out about something totally not my department, totally had nothing to yep. do with me. And he's like, don't you think it'd be great if, and I, I remember going, you know, yes, yes, that would be awesome. And a couple seconds later, his assistant who was walking with us, she, she comes alongside me. I'm like, you know, twenties, don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, she comes alongside me. She goes, you do know he's asking you to take that and do something with it. Right. You know, she's like, you do know yeah. he's wow. saying, Hey, will you communicate that? 
Yep. She's like, yep. and, and, and I, I'll never forget her voice in my head. Like, you do know that whisper meant something. That's good. Yeah. You know, you yep. do know it exactly. wasn't just a throwaway comment. And, yep. and I think we got to pay attention to those moments. Let me ask you one more question. Um, I'm sure y'all sleep fine and have good, good sleep health. But if something was going to keep you up at night about just carrying the weight of your church from the lead seat, what's it going to be? For me, it would be our, someone on our team, lead team, staff team, going through some type of life moments, crisis, pain, hurt, um, offense, and them not telling us. Because mm. some, sometimes our team will tell us, we thought you were too busy, or I thought I was being too high maintenance, so I didn't want to bring it to you. But, but then by the time it is brought to us, it's turned into this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that literally break our heart is to know that someone on our team is navigating something weighty or even something that seems inconsequential and they don't bring it to us because they think we don't have the time or they think they're not being like all in. Um, those are the things yeah, that keep us up at night. Because they're human and going through something. That's really, really good. Uh, one thing I would say for me is if there is a level of uh, disunity, disharmony, funkiness, yeah. something off somewhere in the church, and one of our staff does not step in to fix it like I would fix it. Yeah, like during the pandemic, we had some team that would be kind of around campfires, not literally, but figuratively, and people would be venting about all their political whatever during the pandemic. And those were moments when they could have brought our church together, but instead they're kind of warming their mm-hmm. hands by the campfire, just mm-hmm. listening, listening and being like one of the guys or one of the girls instead of stepping up. And we're still dealing with the fruit of those types of moments where there wasn't leadership inserted. Just like I'm down with you. Um, we're still dealing with the fruit yeah. of all of that. So that keeps us up at night for sure. Like one. that was a perfect window for you to insert strength, insert vision, insert trust. Um, as and awkward was- as it might be, as difficult as it might be, as much as it might negatively impact that relationship. You, get, yeah. you don't have to be mean, but say, hey, you know, when you said yeah. that, it sounds like this. This is how I would say that. Yeah. This is how I would think about that. This is how I'm approaching it. And just to provide some leadership, and people can think what they want to think, but just as long as, you know, you are stepping up to try to point people the right way, that's definitely something that can keep us up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we got to come to terms with the idea that, um, you know, just the, I, I hate, I hate always going back to the last couple of years. You know, I, I keep yeah. saying, we're not going to talk about it anymore. And then we keep talking about it, you know? Um, but, but I think what, what's it happened is it it's, 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 and it's moved us into a new season. I mean, we have mm-hmm. different ideologies that exist in our nation, in our churches right now. And, yep. and it's, I believe some of the church's greatest day to shine, but sure. yet mm-hmm. we have to navigate this. And I think we just have to be aware this thing it ain't in our rearview mirror and it's not going no. to be. And no. right. maybe, maybe you're catching your breath for a minute, but like we're, we're going to experience moment, those campfire moments again, they're going, they're yeah. going to come mm-hmm. back. They're going to be there, yeah. but maybe, yeah. maybe as leaders, we can, we could have a right perspective going into it this time. And, yeah. and understand exactly. what really unifies yeah. and builds the kingdom in those moments. 
That's exactly. exactly right. Not just makes me feel comfortable, makes me feel because, happy. Because I hear lots of leaders say, I, I don't want people to always look at me. I just want to be like one of the guys or one of the girls. I'm always like the leader in the group. It's like, well, because you're a leader. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> funny thought. That's what you signed up for. Exactly. Yep. And exactly. it can be tiring and, at times. And it also is lonely at times. It can be lonely at times. We totally get that. So you got, you know, you got to find healthy relationships and places where you yeah. can talk and let your yeah. hair down mm-hmm. and take off your, yep. um, you know, whatever your title may be. That's all healthy for all of us. But at the right. end of the day, again, we signed up to lay down our lives yeah. for the cause of Jesus Christ. And that's what that's what we're here to do. And we're not here just for our own conveniences. Yeah. And I pray everybody on here is blessed. Onique and I want their lives to flourish. Yeah. We, we don't think that's it's right. drudgery. We love ministry. Yeah. We think it's a, a joy. We've been doing this for a minute now, and we can't wait for the next 20 years. And the next 20 years after that, we're really, really excited about mm-hmm. it. Doesn't mean it's not painful and hurtful and difficult at times. But it is better when you're doing it with people that you love, that you know love you, and you don't have to keep going around the same problems over and over again. There you go. There you go. Well, you all have given us an absolute buffet today. Um, I I love it. I I pity the team that has to title this because I have no clue what to title this. This is just going to be (laughs) brilliance and wisdom from Pastors Earl and Anika. So thank you guys very much for your time, your perspective. I'm going to ask you one more question to send us out. You each got like 30 seconds on this one, but would you take a minute and just minister straight to the heart of a leader that's still listening? We're like half hour in. And if a leader's still listening, they needed this today. So like, what, what's your heart for a leader in the middle and what they're navigating right now? Just, just send them out with, with a point of encouragement. As we close today. Want to go first, honey? Sure. 30 seconds. Yeah, I would just say God has you. He sees you. You're not laboring in vain. Lives are being impacted by your yes. When you're going early, when you're staying late, when you're sending those text messages, having those lunches, coffees, dinners, pouring out your heart, I just need you to know that eternity is impacted by your sacrifice. And even if someone has not said to you, great job, we want to say to you today, great job. You are crushing it. You have not given up. God has equipped you and empowered you and beautiful things are on the other side of your faithfulness. That's so, so beautiful. And I'll, I'll just echo that. Uh, you're already winning because you said yes. Yep. You, you haven't quit. So you're already a success. Yeah. So stop trying to gauge your success by whatever numbers or whatever pats on the back or whatever Instagram likes you get. Yeah. Uh, you said yes and responded to the call of Jesus Christ. You've been faithful at your church. So you're already winning. Yeah, there might be some things you want to do better. Shoot, there are things I want to do better. There's things I want to be better at as a husband and as a father, as a friend, as a pastor. So we're all growing here. But us needing to grow does not mean is not does not mean we're a failure. Yeah. You are still in it. And anything that was wrong, man, we can make it right. So just get back up. Yeah. I'll fall more in love with Jesus. Pray for your pastors. Pray for the staff team. Lean, lean into the vision more than you ever have mm-hmm. before. And you watch what God will do yeah. with a heart that's surrendered to him, a heart that that's unified mm-hmm. with his vision for the church and the pastors that God has given you. You will be shocked at the blessing and the momentum and the power that comes from that. Amen. Amen. I believe it. So well said. Um, And we'll close there for today. Thank you, friends, for your time. I love you both so much. Hey, we love you. you Thank you for having us.
To find the episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at leadingsecond and join us in our Leading Second Collective on Facebook.